When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Arthur Stone, and with me as always is your co-host, Andy Hart. Ahoy hoy! <laughs> Ahoy hoy, Sailor Andy. Good to see you again. Nice to see ye as well. <laughs> Yar har har. Yes, scurvy rascal. <laughs> Andy, hmm? I don't even want to take up any more time because today is the weirdest day we've had in the bunker by far, wouldn't you say? Uh, I'd say on a scale of one to weird, this one is weird. Listeners, you are in for a big old nasty thick daddy treat because when we when we showed up to the bunker today, Andy, there's a special guest. Yeah, it's we came to the bunker and we weren't just alone, the two of us. That's right. Let's not waste any more time. Uh, our guest today is an actor and comedian at Second City Chicago and I.O. Chicago. Please welcome to the bunker. Jimmy Gribben. Hello, Jimmy. Wow, Jimmy. How are we doing, guys? Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Jimmy. Thank you for having me. Welcome Jimmy. to the bunker. Rooster. That's right. Your, nick- there it your is. nickname is Rooster. Rooster. Uh, Jimmy, first of all, I feel like we should apologize. Mm. I can't help but feel like Mr. Bunker abducting you on a Sunday morning is somehow Andy and I's fault. It's it's He's coming after our friends. Um, we've known you for a long time. You're a sure. good friend of ours. And I just feel like, I don't know, Andy, don't you think it's it's kind of... I mean, to be fair, we did give Mr. Bunker your address. Yes. And, and we've been very vocal in our fondness for you to Mr. Bunker. Uh, now, real, real quick, before we get into how every week the titular Mr. Bunker captures us in new, some new and interesting weird way, but first... The the story we are talking about today is a story out of Arizona. It's the story of the the Red Ghost of Arizona. It's a really great cryptid ghost story. If you're interested in it, listeners, look in the show notes, find the timestamp. You can skip right ahead to the research. I don't think you should because we're going to talk to, mm. to Jimmy a little bit and, 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 and pick his brain a little bit and we're going to get to know him. But if you want to skip right ahead to the research, go ahead and find that timestamp. But first, now... Andy, you and I were captured in the most boring way possible. Mr. Bunker picked us up in a white van, 
practically like let us in as if we were, you know, being arrested for like tax fraud or something, you know, something where it's like, all right, I give myself white collar crimes. You know what I'm saying? I felt like he was my friend's mom picking me up <laughs> after <Yes>. soccer practice <laughs> today. It was gentle. Yeah. It was tender. No bonking on the head. No baking us into pies. No fucking like dressing up in weird elaborate costumes for us. Right, right. Jimmy, no, no, no scary puppets. Jimmy, you weren't so lucky. I was not. <clears throat> bunker got you in a. You got you got welcome to the. Bunker you got the bunker style. treatment. Yeah, I got, I, the, I got the red carpet. You got I, bunkered. Essentially, uh, I'm prone to joining guerrilla rebel armies, and so I was okay. in I was in French Canada and sure. Quebec and Sherbrooke. And I okay, and this, just for vacation or just for business or pleasure? I know I, a business. I had heard that there was some uh, business or pleasure. Business or pleasure, mon petit chou. Oh, my business is pleasure. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> both on this trip. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I had been told about a an uprising, a People's Liberation Front going on in uh, in Quebec. So I went out there to help okay. out. What, what what exactly were they uh, trying to liberate there? This is like Quebec. French French like Quebecois independence. Bingo, was bingo. If, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, the French want to. They want to be their own separate country. Their own country. They're mm-hmm. upset about the Nordiques being moved to Colorado and the NHL move. A lot of things. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I wasn't even aware. Yeah. Uh, the Quebecois have been uh, hungry for independence for a while. Art. Yeah. And this is called the Trail of Syrup. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Sure. <laughs> they, Moving the team down there. Oh, is oh, that yeah, a yeah. is that actual? It's right up there with the Trail of Tears yep, as far yeah. as atrocities. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds high in line. Moving an NHL team. Yeah. But they. they anyway. Uh, yeah. They. I. I got out there and uh, I, I started. Uh, so doing, you heard about this on the internet and you just were like, "I'm going." No, right I, I saw it in a uh, what are those uh, in the newspapers? Uh huh. Well, a story, a, not a class. I guess classifieds. A classified <laughs> ad. Yeah. You saw. You saw a classified ad recruiting for a <laughs> Quebecois independence militia. I try not to do too much on the internet because a lot of stuff can be fake. Right. But I feel right. like if you're going to go through the effort of putting something in a newspaper, this is in print. It has. Yeah. An ad, as we all know, ads in the newspaper are vetted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's Quite not the a New bit. York Times. It's a, a valid source. Somebody reviewed it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, and you decided to drop. Your busy acting and c- comedy career to go join a guerrilla movement in Quebec. It's either them or the Kurds, and I don't speak Kurdish. <laughs> so. Do you speak French? No, but oh. they, they can meet me with English. Yeah, play, play, I can pass. get away with a French-Spanish yeah. accent. Okay, so you're you're up there in Quebec. <laughs> yeah. And then what happens, Jimmy? I get tickets to go to the Montreal Canadiens game, which okay. was the rival team when the, the Nordiques were there. Right. So I get to the arena, and it turns out it's not an arena. It's an IHOP, and there's a man waiting for me there with a plane ticket. And he says, listen, we have a, another faction to this already faction. They're going to be having a meeting in an undisclosed place. And Ooh. so I get in this, what he says is a plane, but it's clearly a helicopter because it's got a propeller on top. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... Yeah, that's, that's a giveaway. Giveaway like, number one, Jimmy. I, I, I thought it might have been a Harrier, like in True Lies. I thought, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the propeller was going to go down. And like so one of these vertical helicopter. takeoff landing. Uh, like yeah. an Osprey? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I get Fucking I get in this yeah. plane, quote unquote, and they give me a Snickers bar for... Uh, because you get queasy and Snickers is good. You get a little bit of sugar and you don't get... Is that true? Yeah. Huh. Uh, if you've uh, If you've ever been in the military, you know that chocolate bars are usually what they give you. And so uh, I did a couple years here and there, uh, <clears throat> French Foreign Legion and a couple other sources I'd rather not talk about. 
<laughs> wow, this is, Woo! oh, wow, I'm Woo! learning a lot about Jimmy today. Woo! Essentially, you know how kids get uh, razor blades in their candies? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, big problem in Halloween. I, yeah. yeah, I got a big old something in there. <laughs> That knocked me out. Oh, like oh, Quaalude or fucking some downers, roofies, absolutely some downers. And so here I am. Wow, wow. Bunker drugged you with chocolate. You know what this? This is a lot like uh, the whole. <laughs> this is a lot like Buck Cherry. This is like Bunk Sherry. No, this isn't like that at all. Because you you're he, a crazy bitch. That yeah, guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love Bunk, Bunk Cherry. Bunker faked his own Buck Cherry band, and now he's faking his own People's Liberation Army in Quebec. Oui. Wow. Wait, oui, Monsieur. Shock wow. Ray Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Shock. Yeah. I'm Shock Ray Blued. Blue. Shock Ray Blue. Blue Ray DVD. <laughs> wow, Jimmy. Well, I, I can't help but I, I'm sorry. I hope that wow. whatever drugs he gave you don't give you diarrhea. Your, your health or give you diarrhea. I'm good right now. Okay. I'm feeling sick. There is a toilet here in the bunker, but a, you we, should be warned that it's open face. There's an open face toilet. There's mm-hmm. an open concept toilet. Sure. There's no walls around it. It's just sitting next to the kitchen down here in the bunker. It's a gulag pot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Them. I mean, that's yeah. a. That's when a in Siberia. Way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, way to put it. Yeah. I mean, Andy it and is. I have both blasted that toilet to hell and back. We've so. had. Yeah. We've had diarrhea so bad that it's felt like our colons traveled forward in time mm. and we're shitting out things we hadn't eaten yet. The gruel looks better in the toilet than it did going in. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Talking to me and the food down here. Well, Jimmy, while we're down here, I mean, we might as well make the best of it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Jimmy, as you know, this is Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. I guess just in general, we know what's your kind of any any big uh, major conspiracies you're kind of familiar with, you know? Um, do you find yourself to be more of a believer or a skeptic in those certain things? I mean, you know, feel free to answer the question in general. You know, it's free form. I say, uh, fun with it. I'm like 50-50 on them. You're 50-50 on them. I think there okay. are some that make sense. Flat Earth, I, I, I don't yeah. partake in that. Like, sure. That's okay. a ridiculous one. But like ones that are proven to, tr- to be true, I always get a little frustrated. I'm like, see, that's why you got to. And take you have one. you have a podcast um, where you've you've done you've digged into a couple of uh, major conspiracies as well. Right. Yeah. You've done some things on like Illuminati stuff, mm-hmm. maybe some MK Ultra stuff. Yes. You know, it's uh, the Illuminati one. I, I feel like that's such a given yeah. because we have a, a a currency that has weird stuff on it. You know what I mean? Like we have a yeah. freaking pyramid with an eye on right, it. Like right. Right. The third there's eye. There's nothing but conspiracy <laughs> with that. Or just like, I don't know, ancient fraternity guys trying to sure. figure out a way to. Masons. Yeah. Um, so you, you tend to be 50, 50 when it comes to like believer skeptic kind of stuff. Yeah. I've gone back and forth on nine 11. Okay. I, I still don't, I, I might change just yeah. like my, wow. my oh, on the fence. We, we have history. never, uh, mm-hmm. we have never dug into the, the, the major topic that is, uh, nine 11, uh, it was an inside job. Yeah. It is a bit of a fun meme that, you know, um, a lot of people like to use. But sure. We've never really looked into it, but that's interesting that you're kind of 50, 50. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're down to play. Oh, yeah, you'll bat. You'll life, come to bat. Life is more fun when you believe in conspiracy theories. <laughs> Ghosts are fun. Andy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm not saying they're not fun. I just don't believe in it. I know. I'm just no. giving you shit. Andy. I like the Flatwoods monster, but it's not real art. We love the Flatwoods monster. The Flatwoods Monster's great. Yeah, Flatwoods Monster's great. Where is the Flatwoods Monster? Flatwoods, West Virginia. Interesting. Is that a uh, subspecies of Bigfoot? 
<laughs> no, it's a uh, who knows. Uh, allegedly, perhaps a extraterrestrial being. Oh. It has a metallic cylindrical body, a big red head, a round head with glowing eyes, and a giant hooded cowl and long, uh, pointy arms. Okay, <laughs> interesting. It's probably a barn owl. <laughs> is what it actually is. It's a barn owl. It's probably a barn owl. It was, it was an owl. But it's a great story if you ever want to look into it. Yeah. So you you mentioned ghost stories. So have you ever had any paranormal experiences, Jimmy? Anything like that? Have you ever experienced it firsthand? You saw a ghost. For, firsthand, the only thing I've ever come... No, there's two things. Well, maybe three. No, two. Two things. Okay, okay. we're getting mixed okay. signals okay. here already. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see. 50-50 on this, too. <laughs> One of them just could have been hormones. I don't know what... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what were you on, Jimmy? Uh, I was completely sober. I was 15. I'd never done a drug in my life. And I was just laying in my bed. Honest to God, I wasn't, you know, doing <gasps> any, any extra yeah, extraterrestrial activities or anything. <laughs> okay. And uh, So you were jerking off. Was, yeah. I, I would tell you if I was jerking off. I don't even think I, I hadn't gone through puberty yet at 15. So wow. I, was, I was a late really? bloomer. Yeah. Wow. And so. How tall were you? Maybe. I, I've had two puberties in my life. <laughs> the first one i i think i started going at like 14 i didn't i wasn't cranking until like 16 17 wow also, okay because i was catholic and i was worried oh i get that okay i'm um, with you on that my dude yeah it's same thing i had a buddy who didn't crank one till he was 19 because he was that catholic wow yeah it's scary um, stuff we talk about religion a lot yeah that's I feel like because cr- listeners i'm just saying that jimmy is like what you're like six four six four just like yeah. Eastwood. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy does a great Clint Eastwood impression too. <laughs> People don't like it. People try and cancel him. Oh yeah, they don't like Clint Eastwood. But your impression should not be canceled. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow, Clint Eastwood here. <laughs> Welcome to the bunker, Mister Eastwood. How did I get in the bunker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm laying in my bed. I think I might have just been reading, reading like a comic or something. Okay. And okay. I just hear this loud bang on the side of my wall from the front yard because my bedroom faced the the front yard. There's nothing out there. My window was open, and my I had a Detroit Red Wings uh, 2002 championship plaque, and it fell off the wall, and it was like put. It was in with a nail, and it fell off and landed on my face. And I always thought that was weird. I was home alone. My parents weren't there. There weren't any kids around. So that was a, an interesting thing that happened. Okay. Like just this loud, like, thud. But never anything else happened like that. Okay. And then uh, my girlfriend at the time had two cats, and uh, Whiskey and Tango were their names. Oh, nice, great names nice. for cats. Yes. And they would both... Uh, Foxtrot, Unicorn, Charlie Kilo. You know what I'm saying? We got them, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We got Osama. <laughs> that was the that was the signal that they said when they're in Pakistan. Fuck. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> You're Wait, is it is it unicorn or is it uniform? I don't oh, know. Fuck, I can't remember. Um, Foxtrot. I think it's uniform. unicorn in June. <laughs> Charlie. Um, Kilo. Anyway. Kilo. All right. Sorry, Jimmy. Continue no, no worries. Uh, and the two cats every now and again. They would both be looking at something up at like the ceiling, and the, both of their eyes and heads would move and like follow something around. They would okay. be like standing next to each other and just like staring at something moving around. Cats are fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> yes, and uh, I can say that because I live with one. 
I don't know. That's that's a weird one. You know, I mean, cats, they do say that animals have a have a stronger sense for the paranormal and earthquakes and all that stuff and earthquakes, which are also paranormal earthquakes. Not real. <laughs> I don't believe in earthquakes. <laughs> California, quit your bitching. I know a lot of people have died, quote unquote, from earthquakes. Yeah. But I so, say dig a little deeper. It's a false flag operation. Yeah. It's the mole people. Um, OK, so those are interesting. I don't know how ghostly those are. I don't want to shit all over you, Jimmy. But wow. The second one's a ghost. It's got to be. What the else cats? would be moving around? Oh, who knows? Some tiny bug. I can see any bug you present. Mm, well, cats. <laughs> There's not a bug invented that I can Cats have very good spot. eyesight. They do. What Ooh. about aliens, Jimmy? You're from Arizona. Yeah. Uh, people don't. Uh, Tucson. Jimmy is from Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. That's where you hail from. You're a desert guy. Yeah. You're De- a desert, desert rat. Mm. Desert rat. As we call ourselves. The desert is known for weird alien stuff. Famously, yes. Roswell, New Mexico, and many other uh, alien experiments have happened out there. That uh, mogul weather balloon experiment was kind of out in the desert, right, Andy? Yeah, that's why it ended up at, at Roswell. That's right. So have you ever had any kind of weird alien or UFO experiences out there in the desert? You know, you're out there with your buddies, you're taking peyote. Yeah. You're doing hiking trips that you do. Mm-hmm. I this is what I assume all kids from the desert do. Or that or you're cooking up meth in a uh in a in a trunk with Aaron Paul. That yeah, and then uh jumping into uh <laughs> rivers and canyons doing like uh what do you what do you just uh Free base diving? Is oh. that what? <laughs> free balling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Free balling into a free big, balling into a ravine, <laughs> into a big canyon of water. Um, I've I think I've seen aliens once, and we were driving. We were in Mexico, still desert, and uh, we were in the back of a pickup, all laying down. Because you have you have family in Mexico. Yeah, I was the only one born in the U.S. until mm-hmm. my aunt had kids. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we would always just go down to visit my family in Mexico, and we were all there's like six of us kids laying in the back of a pickup, going from one house to another. That's fun. Yeah, this is the 90s, so like... Yeah, you're not wearing seatbelts. The, the left hadn't won that war yet. <laughs> you, know, you can still do whatever you wanted with your own property. And so uh, we were all laying in the back, and then my cousin, uh, Claudia, she noticed that like some of these stars that we thought were stars started to move back and forth together. Okay. And then so all of us were seeing these lights going back and forth, and like they were just all shifting, going in and out with each other. There was like eight of them. And that lasted about like 10 minutes, and then... Like I just remember distinctly looking at them, and then all of a sudden they just weren't there anymore. Wow! Hmm. So yeah, that's a very classic uh, UFO sighting yeah. right there. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, we've never I've never had any fucking UFO or ghost experiences. No, me either. I think I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just you have to be out in the desert. Maybe the desert's just a little bit more prone to that kind of it's shit. A little more quiet. It's a little quiet out there. You can actually see the stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. We've got too much light pollution. It's light, and then I bet because the Pacific Ocean is close by that you can just yeah. get out there. Yeah, it's true. As a UFO. Okay. Um. All right, Andy, you got any questions for Mr. Jimmy Gribbins? Um, Jimmy. Jimmy. What's the... What do you feel like is the most odd or the most tenuous conspiracy theory that you're all in on? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, what's the most fringe one that you're right. like, that's a fucking fact? Because uh, let, let's give you a little basis yeah. here, Jimmy. You know, we've done like what, like 30-ish episodes, 31 yeah, yeah, episodes yeah. of this show. And uh, I, I'd have to say it skews towards we're almost always 
like it's not plausible. I'm almost never convinced by anything. We rate mm. the show on a scale of plausibility. Yeah. How plausible is this thing? Some things are, you know, a little more plausible. Some mm. things are a little bit less. I think we've only had like two case closed where we've actually said this is or confirmed. Mm. You can be case closed. It's not real or case closed confirmed. Yeah. Those are your two options. Um, and I think it's like MK Ultra and Cointel Pro. Like, are those mm. the only two? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And those are just facts. Yeah, it's because there's like factual government documents that you can look up and say, yeah, this stuff actually happened. Right. <laughs> but but back to you. So the yeah. most fringe thing that you, you kind of say is highly plausible. I always just go back to like what's going on now that like okay. I feel the government is trying to create like an army of us like by collecting DNA through like third party private companies. Oh, wow. So you're, you're skeptical like, of 23andMe. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And like- okay. Amazon, Jeff Bezos. I can't stand those Amazon, guys. Jeff Bezos. Wow. I just feel like there there are people at work that just want humans to just be the matrix where we're just like okay. mush and just like a ways of like transporting data information. Okay. And we're just like slaves to some system. Now, simulation theory, we've 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 uh, we've we've looked into simulation theory. And mm. You could you might you might not be far off. We might be living in a simulation. Have you ever thought about that, Jimmy? Sometimes when okay. I, yeah, I think about that, but and then I just think of the Lord Jesus Christ and I say, you know what? I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think this is real that, okay. that I'm in a simulation. Uh, Jimmy, you and I are going to find common cause on the DNA stuff for mm-hmm. sure. Because I think that when you send away your sample to have your, get your DNA results, there's very little protection for your privacy on that. Yeah. I mean, you're basically giving away your DNA. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like the last frontier. Minority report. Yeah, exactly. Frontier. Huh? Fallen. Frontier. Fron- frontier? Uh, the, fallen frontier? <laughs> fallen frontier? Frontier. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think- We're I'm always talking guys. about how important privacy privacy is. And we privacy. have, I mean, it, it keeps, it's constantly infringed yeah. in, in our society today. We talked before about- in in Europe, there's CCTV cameras everywhere. Yeah, in China, it's we have them ridiculous. here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as many. Yeah, it, I lo- I saw a stat the other day, like per citizen, there's like a hundred and something CCT cameras per citizen. In, yeah, in like Hong Kong or something. That's crazy. And uh, here it's like, I think in like Britain it's like twelve or something. Mm-hmm. And here it's maybe a little less. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think there are people on this earth that are like, they don't think it's a big deal to have that amount of surveillance like dick cheney type people they're like i can just i just listen to edward snowed on joe rogan (laughs) yeah yeah. super broed out of like you know what there are guys like dick cheney out there that just want to control people oh yeah they want people to be stupid jeff bezos having uh uh bracelets on their on his workers that like shocks you when you do a a hand movement that's incorrect as you're on as you're on the assembly line i'm like at what point do you not want this to be human beings yeah so well, I, I blame electricity. You know what I love? <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the Industrial Revolution. That, that, that's absolutely... Whoever came up with the Industrial Revolution is the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> it's all, it all goes back to Lord of the Rings. You have the hobbits, and then you have the people making things with machines. Yeah. The bad guys. <laughs> the hobbit. Tolkien knew it all along. Believe hobbits. That's my hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you want to talk about any of Jimmy's uh, views expressed on this program, yeah. please get at us, at Mr. Bunker Pod uh, on Twitter. Uh, use the hashtag, believe hobbits. <laughs> the future is hobbit. 
The future is Hobbit. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm like halfway through that Edward Snowden episode. Um, I tend to listen, you know, I, I mean, I think it's very interesting. I did not know that Amazon uh, houses uh, servers for the government. Yeah. And so I thought that was very interesting. And I was like, yeah, oh, they, yeah, Amazon's not going anywhere. Yeah, they've they like, the devil. they gobbled up a bunch of these like data processing uh like companies, yeah, like yeah. They, Dell, they turn these things into subsidiaries. Yeah. yeah, they have uh uh loans, like college loans that you can get through Amazon. I'm like, at what point is this not idiocracy? Yeah. With like Costco University, right? Yeah, like we're living in fucking idiocracy. Right <laughs> yeah, now. Oh, our president was on WWE just like in the movie. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. it's a real life thing, and yet yeah. you don't believe we're living in a simulation. No, I don't think computers are that good. Mm. Ooh. It's an computers, interesting... Computers that we're aware of aren't that good. That's right, Jimmy. Because mm. if we're in the simulation, what do we know? Fuck. These higher level <laughs> beings, Jimmy, these I'm higher level beings... I'm glad I'm sober right now. <laughs> these higher level beings, Jimmy, could have computers the size of planets mm. that can compute uh, lots of different things. And to think about it, Jimmy, if we weren't real and you were real, living in a simulation, like if your consciousness was real and we're just programs... Uh, the computer would only have to simulate the things that are around you. That's true. You know? Could I be coming up? Could you, I be imagining a, the scenario? You're a consciousness mm. connected into a giant cloud mainframe in some giant supercomputer the size of a planet. Mm. But you know what we said, Jimmy, at the end? We said at the end of that, because it is a mind fuck. And yeah. it's, hard to, it's hard to plow through. It really is. Simulation theory, it's very heady. You know, it'll uh, it'll put you in the couch. That's you bedfellows with flat earthers, right? Because flat earthers, no. yeah, flat earthers believe that we are in a like a, a terrarium and that the sun is just a light. That some bigger thing is. We like, haven't looked into flat earth stuff, but I think there's also a very heavy religious component to flat earthism. The that's the big thing for them is that it's yeah. they have they make uh, globes or maps of flat earth. Right. And it's just a, it's the flat earth. And then they make these glass enclosures with like all the lights are the planets. Right. And they, they have, they're, they're very skeptical of NASA and the fact that NASA tells us what to think about the planet. Fuck NASA, bro. (laughs) That's my conspiracy theory. Is that why do we need NASA? (laughs) Oh, wow. What what has NASA done for us? Velcro and peeing in bags. I can't, (laughs) I can't well, think of one thing. I mean, Those are the two things I use every bed. day. That's I owe a huge debt to NASA. <laughs> I wouldn't have shoes if it wasn't for Velcro. I wouldn't have shoes. I wouldn't have a place to go to potty if it weren't for NASA. <laughs> Laces? Are you kidding me? Who's got the time? <laughs> Who's got the dexterity? <laughs> well, Jimmy, uh, to take it back, I mean, we got a really interesting topic to talk about today, don't we? This is one that you suggested to Bunker after mm-hmm. he um, captured you, and this is the Red Ghost of Arizona. Now, I've never heard of this before, Andy. No, this was uh everything about this almost was new to me. Right. Mm. Uh Jimmy, where did you first hear about this topic today? I'd never even heard of Arizona before. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh 48th state, 1912. Uh, yeah, no, I stop at 45. That's enough states for me. <laughs> February 14th, that's an easy one to remember, Valentine's oh, Day. Uh, Arizona's for lovers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard about it a couple years ago, just in passing, because my mom's from Mexico, my dad's from Detroit, so I never had like a Arizona upbringing as far as like history of Arizona. Okay, and, like they were new to it too. Okay, they'd only been there for two years before me. So wow. Uh, okay, um, before I was born, but yeah, it's uh, I, I'd heard it from like a friend or something, but it's 
I feel like a lot of people in Arizona don't know about it just because okay. it's it's sort of faded with time. Yeah, like my I have some friends that are like third or fourth generation Arizonans and they know about it, but like a lot of people in Arizona are either like first or second generation. There's so a lot of uh, migrants, migrants, yeah, yeah from, from the Midwest, 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 and then Mexico, obviously, that mm-hmm. like that didn't grow Mexicans that were born in Arizona before it was the U.S. that just didn't interact with the crazy white people and their stories okay. yeah, of these red ghosts. Okay. Well, it's a really interesting topic, listeners. Uh, it is, it's a fun history lesson as well. A lot of a esoteric history mm. that uh, uh, I think is going to excite a lot of you fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the show, fucking dweebs. Uh, um, yeah, that's targeted. Let's not waste any more time. I think let's get to it, huh? Let's. Yeah. Uh, this is the Red Ghost of Arizona here on... Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. So, uh, the red ghost of Arizona is... Oh, hold on another partner. How's about you and uh, your little uh, co-host there? Go down to the old saloon and fetch us a couple drinks. Let a real Arizona cowboy tell this here tale. Um, well, Jimmy, actually... Hey, hey, hey I'm good. He's the bad. <laughs> and you're the ugly. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Give him a move on. Yeehaw! Jimmy Hyde! Whoa. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, boys. Okay. <laughs> uh, our story begins in the untamed, expansive wilderness that is Arizona. See, in the spring of 1883, two families shared a modest cottage ranch near the Eagle Creek region of southeastern Arizona. The men of these families had left that day to run a few errands, namely to tend to their slaughtered sheep and look out for Geronimo and his Apache warriors. You see, for our non-U.S. listeners, this is a time of bloodshed and war in the American West. Geronimo was a fearsome leader of the United Apache Native American tribe, fighting back against U.S. and Mexican military, military campaigns in their lands. The Apaches had carried out numerous raids in the area, thus the ranchers were on high alert. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God! Obscure U.S. history references! <laughs> Please, can we deviate from the topic to talk about obscure U.S. history? Please. No. Ah, get back, I say. Oh, oh, get ow, back. Oh, ow. Jesus. Ah. That's right. God, anyway, my nipple. anyway, anyway. <laughs> it was a brutal time, that is for sure. Perhaps all this bloodshed is what drew it to our world. You see, the men were gone all day, leaving the women and children to attend to the cottage in Eagle Creek. It had grown rather dark, approaching nighttime. And the men had still not returned. The women and children decided some more water. What? Needed some more water. So one of the mothers decided to leave the safety of the cottage to trek down to the creek to fetch a pail of water while the other stayed inside with the children. It was a quick errand, but as soon as she left the cottage, the dogs began to bark and howl ferociously. Then the women and children inside the house heard a blood-curdling scream. Summoning what courage she had, the other woman inside the cottage peered out into the darkness to see what caused the scream. She claims to see a huge reddish beast gallop past being ridden by a devilish-looking creature. 
Overcome by fear, she barricaded the doors of the cottage with the children inside, praying hysterically for safety. Later that night, the men returned. They went down to the, to the spring to investigate. There they saw the dead body of the woman who went to fetch the water. She was battered and broken almost beyond recognition, as if she had been trampled by some enormous beast. Her corpse was surrounded by massive footprints far larger than a horse and wisps of reddish hair adorning the surrounding brush. And thus is the beginning of our story of the Red Ghost of Arizona. Yeehaw! And dear listeners, that wouldn't be the last of the Red Ghost. Reports from prospectors would begin to trickle in of a large, red cloven-hoofed animal prowling the desert wilderness. One such encounter happened not far from Eagle Creek Cottage. Two prospectors mining for gold in Chase's Creek were suddenly awakened in the middle of the night when their tent came crashing down on their heads. When they looked outside, they saw what they described as an quote-unquote impossibly tall horse that let out an unearthly wail before galloping off into the night. The next morning, when they surveyed the damage, they found enormous hoofprints, far larger than a horse's, as well as trampled brushes, bushes with bits of red hair attached. Obviously, the facts of this and other Red Ghost stories were embellished by local raconteurs, and no, I don't mean Jack White's side project ban. Steady as she goes. Thanks for clarifying. Local raconteurs of the West. Nevertheless, the Red Ghost story was passed from campfire to campfire, and its legend grew. Jimmy, I'm sure you've sat around many a campfire telling tall tales and eating paste salsa? <laughs> no! Oh, <laughs> Oh. Rooster! Rooster here! Jesus! Where'd he get that whip? I don't know. You think he brought it with him? <laughs> hey! Anyway, listeners, as the tale of the Red Ghost, or as it was originally referred to by Spanish-speaking populations, Fantasia, Colorado, spread... Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, you want to give it the real? I like that one. <laughs> uh, Fantasia Colorado. Oh, baby. Ooh, I could never do it. There that you good. go. That's pace also running through my brain. <laughs> baby. Uh, anyway, as the uh, Fantasia Colorado legend spread, uh, the legend grew into the fantastical. It became an enormous demon beast, sometimes said to be 30 feet tall with red fur and glowing eyes. One prospector claims he saw it kill a grizzly bear. And much like me after I ate a big bowl of cowboy bean chili, the legend was about to dump a big steaming load in its pants that no one saw coming. Jesus. Cyrus Hamblin was a well-respected, wealthy local rancher. One day he was out trying to wrangle up some cattle that had gotten loose. He climbed a bare ridge to get a survey of the land and peered down into the ravine below. There he saw it. The red ghost itself moving through the dense chaparral bush. He immediately recognized the creature as a camel. Although a camel is a little odd, what was even odder was the figure attached to its back, a human skeleton. A little bit after Hamblin's encounter, a group of prospectors camping out near the Verde River claimed they saw the beast, but they were armed. Yeah! <laughs> oh, boy. oh, boy. Hear that, Hillary? <laughs> they say as the creature came closer, they opened fire, but it was impervious to their bullets. And as the beast ran off, something fell off its back, which the prospectors found to be a human skull with a few shreds of flesh and hair still clinging to it. These encounters were significant to establishing the Red Ghost legend. Before, 
No one knew it. No one knew it was a camel, but that's what it became. And riding atop its back was the figure of a dead man or skeleton. Now, listeners, you might be asking yourself, and I'm quoting you now, listeners. Wait a minute. What's a camel doing in Arizona? Camels aren't native to the Arizona desert. You're right, listeners. I'm so glad you mentioned it. Thank you. Because now we can deviate from the topic for a history lesson. Woo! Yeah, baby! God, I love deviating from the topic to talk about some obscure history fact. It excites me! I'm excited! Does he always do this? Yeah, this is pretty much how it goes. You should see how excited he gets when he after he poops. Art, Jimmy, stop talking about me shitting, okay? We need to talk about camels being imported into the USA as part of a bizarre esoteric U.S. military operation. That's right, Andy. Many Americans, and hell, even Arizonans, uh, might find it odd, but there was indeed a camel corpse set up by the U.S. government in 1855. What? Corpse. Yeah, corpse. Core. Camel core, core whatever. <laughs> Same difference. Corpse, 14... When you're talking about the animal, you might think it's an actual corpse. Yeah, the okay. dead camel. <laughs> I mean, let I me mean, backtrack. But there was indeed a camel core set up by the U.S. government in 1855. The 14th president of the United States, Franklin Pierce, appointed Jefferson Davis as his Secretary of War. Davis was granted $30,000 from Congress to develop the Camel Corps to aid the U.S. military in exploring, surveying, and delivering mail across the harsh Arizona desert. At the time, the horses and mules used to cross the desert just couldn't cut the long trips across the sun-soaked wilderness. Thus, it was proposed that they should use camels, an animal known for its ability to survive in harsh desert climates with little water. Davis sent Major Henry C. Wayne and Lieutenant David D. Porter to the Middle East and Northern Africa with the funds to study all they could about camel lore and export the beasts of burden back home. God, fuck. My nipples are so fucking hard. God, I love obscure history. How many people can even remember that Franklin Pierce was a U.S. president? Not many, I bet. Fuck. Jesus, Andy. Anyway. The men arrived and studied camel lore they did. But it was a bad time for camel trading. Boy, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that phrase, I could finally recover all my losses from camel trading. (laughs) You see, the British Army had just purchased 8,000 camels to aid in their Crimean War. And in response, Egypt outlawed export of livestock, including camels. Uh Uh-oh. Nevertheless, Porter and Wayne consulted and studied the art of camel trading, eventually purchasing 33 camels, and all but one of the camels made the voyage back to Texas. The men also hired seven Middle Easterners to aid as camel tutors and camel veterinarians, which, to foreshadow the outcome of this experiment, was a disaster. The men knew about as much about how to take care of camels as I do about emotionally connecting with another human being, which is to say, not a lot. On the three-month-long voyage back to Texas, Wayne and Porter became convinced that this whole camel initiative was friggin' sweet and that camels fucking rule, (laughs) and this would totally work. Wayne even sent Porter back to the Middle East to get more camels after they arrived. That left Wayne to convince everyone in the exploration division that camels fucking ruled, and it didn't get so and it didn't got get so hot at first. First of all, the camels scared every horse and mule they encountered, causing them to bolt off in random directions. 
Much like how Art bolts off when he has to make small talk with someone he doesn't know, mm-hmm. or Andy when he's required to actually have an opinion about a topic. Okay. Wow. Jeez, we're getting roasted. <clears throat> Aside from being <clears throat> a costly problem, the camels started to piss off the ranch hands who used mules. The camels were rude and irritable and difficult to manage. Also, they sang real bad. <laughs> Very but stinky. Wayne got one win when he demonstrated how much a camel could carry. He had the beast kneel down and loaded two bales of hay on its back which is about 613 pounds or 278 kilograms for our European friends. A crowd gathered as everyone was like, there's no way that camel can carry all that weight. The crowd was shocked when they loaded an additional two bales of hay on its back and the beast walked off with ease. Eventually, he had his major breakthrough after months of camel training when 25 of his best camels were chosen to survey a route from Fort Defiance, New Mexico to the eastern frontier of California across the deserts of New Mexico and Arizona, what is now the western half of the famous U.S. 66 Highway. The camels came in clutch in the trip, absolutely handling the harsh desert climate with ease. This convinced most naysayers that camels were the way to go and the U.S. needed more. So, the War Department in 1858 requested more camels from Congress. But... They were kind of preoccupied at the moment with a little thing called the American Civil War, which was brewing up and was about to start in a few years. Thus, the Camel Corps came to an end. Fun fact, Jefferson Davis, the guy who started the whole Camel Corps thing, Mm -hmm. left the United States Mm -hmm. to become the first president of the Confederate States of America Mm -hmm. after they seceded from the Union. He should have stuck with camels. And he quit rubbing your nipples. Sorry. So the camels that had already been imported over didn't really get along with their handlers either. They were kind of just sitting there. They had nothing to do. Many American cowboys at the time, contrary to Hollywood portrayals of the cowboy and his trusty steed, they were brutal to their horses and uh, other labor labor beasts. Uh, Mule hands weren't called mule skinners for nothing. So unfortunately, uh, but... The the cowboys were familiar with horses at the very least, right? They had a long history of working together with these beasts, and they had more of an understanding with them, as as brutal and mean to them as they were. Camels, on the other hand, like to be treated with a little bit of TLC and respect. Also, they're fucking huge. (laughs) So when cowboys would mistreat them, they would spit, they would buck them off. There's even a story of a camel ripping the skin from one of the cowboy's bones with their surprisingly large teeth. They're not to be fucked with. Thus, most of the camels were sadly killed, ran off, or let loose into the desert. Indeed, there were camel sightings in the Southwest into the 1900s, some even as late as 1960. All right, you two cowpokes. It's about time for me to saddle up and hit the old dusty trail. Could that red ghost still linger out in the wild Arizona desert? Could it be the spirit of a camel wronged and mistreated by a cowboy and the camel corpse? (laughs) Who is the dead man riding atop its back? I can't say for certain, boys, but what I can say is that this has been one heaping helping of the whole enchilada. And... Yeah! Yeah! Oh, my God. Thank you.
Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1, 71.2, Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will you. when they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. Welcome back, listeners. That was our research of the Red Ghost of Arizona. Alrighty, boys. We uh, we hit the old dusty trail, and here we are on the uh, the story. Any uh, Jimmy, we usually start. What are your blanket thoughts on this story? You like it? You hate it? You think it's stupid? You think it's cool? I love it. I, I think yeah. it's... Uh a nice reminder of like, it, it's a cool story of this could have easily have just been a Bigfoot story that still endures in Arizona. We're like, yeah. Oh no, this woman got trampled by a fucking huge beast. It smelled awful, <laughs> but we have enough evidence and people have seen the results of this, this idea of, 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 a, of a mythological beast or something. I want to say this. Are we sure it isn't Andy? Yeah. <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> I am old. Oh, fucking roasted. I'm going to hear that for the next 12 fucking episodes. You smell great today. <laughs> yeah. Well, normally I smell like shit and I'm a huge beast that tramples people. Women fetching water. Yeah. <laughs> Women just trying to provide for their families and I trample them with my an idiot. enormous body and cloven hooves. Jimmy, I called Andy a pig. I said we did a we did an episode on JFK and I said Andy the Bay of Pigs that's where you're from right and let me tell you I have not heard the end of it for like <laughs> 40 episodes of the show and that's more episodes than we've done Jimmy <laughs> I think this is a great story Jimmy and I, I think this, this is, is an a awesome suggestion story. this is something I would have never discovered uh, and I don't think I've heard very much about it on yeah. anywhere else I think it's I think it's something that's native to the state and i think it's really interesting it is it's a fun bigfoot-esque story of a legendary creature that has a lot of historical truth to it mm -hmm. which i think is what that's what kind of separates it right like there's actual historical truth to this topic there were camels in the u.s and in arizona yeah <laughs> yeah and Unlike that bigfoot where it's kind of like i mean there might have been giant hairy apes there could have been another program out there. There could have been, yeah, for fucking chemical muskox. <laughs> <laughs> there was some sort of uh, gorilla core <laughs> in the Pacific <laughs> Pacific Northwest where they imported a bunch of gorillas to. Hey, 
No, gorillas Get- make really good firefighters. Let's bring them over here. Gorillas, I mean, strong as fuck, dude. You fucking teach a gorilla? You eat Coco the gorilla? You get Coco the gorilla how to fight a fire. They fire just fuck. I think Coco the gorilla and Mr. Rogers had maybe a sexual relationship. Mr. Rogers fucked that. I, I would be more uh, okay with that than one of the kids, yeah. Oh, yeah. People <laughs> no. have never seen that uh, unreleased footage of Mr. Rogers and Coco the Gorilla uh, sex signing to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Mr. Rogers with <laughs> making the okay sign and putting his index finger on the other hand through it. It's like it. sexting. It's harmless. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Coco Gorilla, the Gorilla. knows what it's doing. <laughs> Coco the Gorilla was thirsty for that Rogers dick. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> She wanted to come in that. She ripped that cardigan off of him. I was about to say, it's the sweaters. Yeah, some cardigans. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be your fucking neighbor. (laughs) In your butt. (laughs) Your butt neighbor. I'll be your butt neighbor. Um, Andy, what do you think about this story? I think this is a tremendous story. Uh, Yeah. This is a great story. Uh, Like you said, it's it's a real neat, like, horrifying event (laughs) that kicks the whole thing off. And the historical aspect of it is... as interesting, if not more interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those, like, you could go, you could either say that's the dumbest idea of bringing camels to the desert, but it's also, like, know. hindsight is twenty twenty. like, it could be a good idea. Yeah, it's another I desert. it was a pretty good idea. Like, I mean, we brought, horses are from Asia, and they've yeah. been introduced everywhere and have worked. So. Uh, I would like to, I would like to say something, though. Oh, Andy, is this how, before we started recording, you were saying that Jefferson Davis had a lot of great ideas besides the Camel Corps? State Patriot. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it didn't work out, but they had a lot of really good ideas. No, listeners, Andy does not agree with. Jefferson I do Davis. not support the Confederacy, except the Camel Corps. Pretty good idea. The, we'll give them that. Uh, I'll say this: not even really Jefferson Davis's idea. True. Well, he just happened to be the Secretary of War yeah. at the time when secured a budget the, for it got authorized. Yeah, he secured the funding and sent the two dudes. Right. So really, it was uh, Wayne Porter right. who did all the legwork. They went and studied camel lore for like half a year. Literally, camel I'm lore. I'm glad that you call it camel lore <laughs> and not just learned about camels. No, it's lore. It's lore of camels. I'm imagining Wayne Porter looking like Brendan Fraser in The Mummy. <laughs> that kind of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just fair. yeah, it's heyday Brendan Fraser. God damn that hair, could hair, not be with stopped. hair. Hair day, fr- Brendan. Hair, hair day, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> God damn, I love fucking Brendan Fraser. We need to bring him back. There was a huge push to bring Brendan Fraser back. I think. I think what I read though, and it's kind of working. I don't want to. I don't want to let this this slip by. I think what I read is that camels are actually native to like the North American continent. Oh, and only got into Asia and Africa and the Middle East via the land bridge. Mm. Ooh, that's interesting. From this continent, so, so they started here and then went over there. Yeah, and, and then, then the, horses started there and went over here. Well, yeah, I think horses also started here and then they went over to Asia and then everything got split up and then they brought them back. Yeah, I think I think Ooh. Jimmy might be right about that as well. God damn, we got a lot of cool animals over here. Yeah, camels. But, I mean. I don't think it's a bad idea. Camels are great in the desert. I mean, can you imagine how fucking scared you'd be if you saw a creature you'd never seen before charging at you like that? At night? At night? With a dead body on top. Like, these people have seen maybe, like, what, three animals in their entire life? Well, no, they've seen every animal that's native to to the area they live in. Yeah. 
Like they've probably never. It's like three. There were no zoo. Books. We got a lot of people. People think there's nothing in Arizona. We have a lot of animals. A lot of wildlife. Yeah, you have three. <laughs> we all right. Let's go through the list. <laughs> Scorpion. We got scorpions. A snake. We got all types of snakes. We got Gila monsters. We those got, guys are cool. Yeah, we've got horny tone lizards. We've mm. got. Uh, I'm just those going are you, right? Yeah. You're a little Jimmy, horny. <laughs> horny toad. You're a little horny toad. We've got trout. Delicious trout. Up Jimmy on Tinder, ladies. Apache trout. We've got black bears. We've got really yes. See, that's what I'm saying. Don't sleep on Arizona. We've got black bear. We've got. You surprised by this? I'm very surprised we, by that. Wow, we've okay. got good black bear hunting. We've got bison. We oh, I love bison. Yes, we've. I love bison. Pronghorn. Do you know what a pronghorn is? Mm-hmm. Don't it's fuck like a, with bison. It's a gazelle. No, it's like a deer. They're they're called antelope, but they're not. What is it then? It's uh, uh they're they're their own thing. They're relate. The closest thing they're related to is giraffes and okapes. Huh. Uh, what are they called? Pronghorn. Uh, pronghorn. They're called like prairie goats or antelope, huh. but they're not. I didn't oh wow, goats! Very cool like animal. A lot of people sleep on goats. Incredible animal. Talk about goats, another animal that smells bad. Speed goats smell bad. Yeah, we got javelina. Yeah, you know, javelina. It's like a collared peccary. We've got elk. We've got all types of deer. We, I guess you have a you have a very geograph geographical uh, area. Yeah, northern kind of, Arizona probably looks a lot different from south southern Arizona. A- northern Arizona Geographic- looks more like. It looks California. like it's, it looks like Mars because it's a lot of like oh. barrenness because there's four deserts in Arizona. Wow. There's the Great Basin Desert. There's the Mojave, the uh, the Sonoran the Desert, and Ooh. the Chihuahuan Desert. Very so cool. they, they all look different. And but, your family is from what part of Mexico? Uh, Chihuahua. That's and, right. And Sonora. Okay. So, so you're, you, you got to, yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah. Same deserts. Okay. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of animals. We got wolves. Oh, yeah. We've got. Now, famously on this show, Andy and I first said we could fight a wolf and Andy said he could win. I what, said what it would be wolf? a draw. What kind of wolf? Oh, this is where I want... Jimmy's going to have good perspective on this. Let's let Jimmy weigh in. Uh, we we didn't really specify a type of wolf. I think okay. we just said generic wolf. Generic Like wolf. a Canadian gray wolf. Not mm-hmm. a gray. A gray would absolutely beat the shit out so of So like a red wolf from like the Carolinas. Let's split the difference. Okay. Middle. Mexican gray wolf. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um... I think you can beat a wolf. I, I think a female, not because ladies, no offense, not because it's a female, but they're just smaller than smaller, a male. Right. I think maybe, but still, it's a wild animal. They're One scary. wolf. One wolf. Maybe. Okay. Jimmy, do you think you could <laughs> fight a dog and win? Most of them, yeah. Because all you got to do is give it your arm, let it break your arm. That's and, what I said. And then pop its eye out. That is what I said. Did yeah. I say that? You said that. Let, let it sink in. Let it have a clean break so it's not biting a joint or your leg. Break the arm, pop the eyeball. Guarantee it's not going to want. Because that dog will bite your arm. Hold on, it won't let go. Yeah, they're not smart enough to switch. Like, oh, I got the arm. Yeah, and then you kind of have control of its head. Yeah, and then you just boink. <laughs> Jeez, this is terrible. What? So, what's your strategy with the wolf? <laughs> Same thing. I want to go back to murdering people's dogs if they bite me. <laughs> if your neighbor's <laughs> dog bites you, this is how you kill it. <laughs> uh, with the strategy, Catch Jimmy's with- seminar, <laughs> Jimmy's TED talk. <laughs> It's a TEDx because no one wants to fucking have me. TEDx. Uh, extreme. <laughs> it's TED Extreme. Hi, welcome to TEDx. We're here in Cheyenne, Wyoming. <laughs> I'm going to talk about murdering dogs. <laughs> in self-defense. Uh, what was it? Uh, what was what, a what's strategy your, with a wolf? What's your strategy with the wolf? Dude, I don't know, man. Wolves are fucking terrifying. Huh, okay. Scariest thing. We have a lot of mountain lion in Arizona. Mountain lions scare me more than anything. 
You heard about that story about that mountain lion that attacked that jogger. Yeah, I did a, I think I did a, a solo bit at Skull Mountain about that. Oh, I think you did. The guy goes crazy and he starts killing everyone around him. That's right. Like unlocks oh. his like, because he like choked it out. And then like, see that guy survived. That guy got it done. He got like mountain, mountain. Think about: Would you rather have a dog or a cat of the same size attack you? You'd rather a dog. Cats have the teeth and the claws. I live with a cat, and let me tell you, even that little yeah ten pound whatever the fuck he weighs, little piece of shit. They're awful. I, I think that cats are like a dog. A dog's only gonna attack you enough to like be okay. Yeah, but I think that a cat's like gonna finish the job. Yeah, they're determined. Mm-hmm. And so I agree with I agree with you, Jimmy. I would rather fight a dog than a cat. I would ra- I'd rather a grizzly bear attack me than a tiger. Yeah, yeah, like, no fucking way. I would. Oh ra- yeah, I would rather fight. I would rather fight a lion than a tiger. Yes, same. Those things are big, dude. They have, tigers are bigger. They're they the biggest are? cat. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Tigers are tigers massive. are bigger. Plus, they're solitary. Yeah, and they like water, so they don't care. That's true. Yeah. They'll meet you at Hawaii. They'll they'll get there. <laughs> Why am I in Hawaii? You thought you could run from a tiger? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Watch this tiger. Y- so- you make money, you think you're just chilling on the beach? Hey, welcome. Thanks for checking in to the uh, Houghton Inn Express Art, here Art's, in Maui. Art's, what, Art's, uh, what brings you here to Hawaii? There's a tiger hunting me. Art, Art goes to his room. The room is dark. He searches for a light switch. He touches it. Nothing happens. Mm. In, the dis- in the background, he hears... Killing you is gonna be fucking great. <laughs> Shere Khan, <laughs> fucking Tony the Tiger, fucking trying to murder me. <laughs> I like his cereal, even though it smells like piss. <laughs> what? You never think Frosted Flakes smells like piss? No, I think somebody I was, pissed on your Frosted Flakes. Is that an older brother just taking a couple <laughs> drops into your cereal? When's the last time you bought Frosted Flakes? I don't know. When I was a teenager, yeah, somebody Would, pissed in your cereal. Wouldn't that be a great prank? Just. A couple drops of urine in a box of cereal and clothes in it. Like, have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> that way, not all the cereal is, like, not obviously soggy. <laughs> just a couple, like, after you're done peeing, just a little drops. Like, ah, there you go. You fucker. <laughs> that's Jesus like, Christ. uh... You want to like, break my video game? <laughs> that's like coming into a shampoo bottle. It's, like, impossible to detect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew some people in college that pulled that prank. Yeah. Damn. Which I was like... Dude, I think you could get probably like arrested for that. That's like sexual assault now. Yeah. In today's like or shitting in somebody's chili. <laughs> Which Andy I would has never done. know. Andy has done frequently. <laughs> Don't ever have his chili. Is it bad? It'll yeah. make you shit, that's for sure. It's got shit in it. Damn. Andy <laughs> makes his chili so fucking hot. Jimmy can handle it. Jimmy, are you, do you handle spice well? I do. You're a spicy boy? I do. Oh, that's right. You are a wing champion. Oh, listeners you're Mexican. <laughs> well, you're also, yeah, you're also Yeah, I'm Mexican. a wing champ, two-timer. Uh, listeners who don't know this, every year, a friend of the show, uh, Nick, puts on Nick a- from Joliet. Nick you from Joliet. Nick from Joliet. You all know him. him. Who suggested the Flatwoods Monster episode. Thank yeah. you, Nick. Uh, uh, he, uh, we, he puts on a wing hot-eating hot competition, like Hot Ones, the YouTube show, and uh, Jimmy is one of our main champions. Yeah, I have yet to lose. Jimmy and our friend Dave kind of yeah. go head to head. Andy is also like uh, kind of also involved in it. He's kind of the Ross Perot of this Clinton versus uh, whoever Clinton. You're a Bob Dole man. I have a lot of good ideas, but nobody really respects me. <laughs> and you got big ass ears, dude. Look at those fucking ears. You're also a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, this might be kind of a moot point moot at this point, but what other beasts of burden do you guys think could be used in exploration? 
What what are we missing out on? We talked about the Gorilla Core. Yeah. <laughs> I think the man what about the Manatee Core? That'd be kind of cool. The oceans are very unexplored still. Yeah. But manatees can't dive very Being deep. able to harness like a whale or something. If you could if you could attach um Shark deep board. sea camera equipment to like a blue whale. That'd be sick. Because they they have no there's no natural there's no predators. No. No, nobody can can attack a, a creature that size. Yeah, they spend the majority of their day very, very deep in the ocean. Why don't things more things attack blue whales? Nothing's big enough. It's, they're it's, they're just a gentle giant. There's... Just take a big bite out of it, sharks. I'm talking to the shark community that listens to this mm. podcast. I mean, it would. I mean, there aren't sharks that are big enough to but they fell could just one. Take a big bite out of it and fucking swim away. Maybe maybe the bite can't even get around how big of you know what I mean. That's it's like true. trying to plus bite we, like a wall. Plus, we might be saying the the whale probably exists at a depth where the sharks don't swim. Mm. That might be true. Yeah, and they only come up to breathe or whatever. Yeah, it, they just come up to to breathe. And you guys ever seen to, a uh, whale breach? Uh yeah, in Alaska. I did too in Alaska. Yeah. I went whale watching. Nice. Like a whale birth? No. Fuck. Where the Whale baby comes up. Only friends and family are allowed in that of the whale. It's a private affair. No, <laughs> no. I went whale watching in Alaska. Like they pop up out of mm. the water. Yeah, and they breach with their giant tail and they go. Oh, uh, okay. The boat's literally going up and down. You get so fucking sick. I don't because I have great sea legs, but you go up and down. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful legs. <laughs> nice and tan. Up and down like a non-nauseous tan. Sign yeah, served, just... dude. I could be a shoreman. Or a seaman. Yeah. Technically, I, think, I was at one point. Yeah. We all were. We all were. Just sitting around in a vat of shampoo. <laughs> Wait, ready to go on some unsuspecting college kid's hair. <laughs> I think, uh, what about the pig core? You guys think the pig core? Pig core? Pigs are, are, are pigs smart or are pigs stupid? I forget. Pigs are smart. Are pigs, they? Pigs, pigs, are, are smart. pigs are really smart, but. Great uh, at hunting truffles. Yeah. Mm, not a truffle guy. Okay. But the pro- the problem that you have with pigs, pigs are pigs are domesticated, but they they turn feral really fast. Yeah. They do. I mean, you talk about the javelina. Well, a javelina is not a pig though. What is it? It's, it's not a, a pig? It's an old world pig, but that's not a pig. Oh. If that makes any sense. Uh I thought this was just like a variety of feral pig. No, they're they're peccaries, so they're like oh. um they're, they're they're I think they're closer closer related to to rodents, but they're not pigs. Wow. Um but yeah, feral pigs like in like Missouri and Texas, like they're crazy, yeah, rampant. Jimmy's right; it's just called an animal. So is a javelina a rodent or a pig? A peccary. Peccary is a medium-sized pig. Uh, they're old world. Can you uh, are you on Wikipedia or are like you on hoofed uh, mammal of the family Tessiasunia? New world pigs. They smell bad and they're not very tasty. Aren't yeah? They're like uh, they're like mean. They're kind of like me. They're yeah. vicious. They're, I mean, they're if you like get close to them, but you can get very close if you're hunting them and not have an issue. Like they they can only uh, smell their eyesight's shit and their hearing's really bad. It's just smell, but like within like fifty yards, so you can get real close to them. Uh, there used to be this guy who played uh, football for Ohio State. His name's Anthony Schlegel, and I think that he was from Texas. Okay, and like him and his dad. Uh, they would hunt. I don't know if it was javelina or like just feral hogs. Where in Texas? I don't know. I don't remember. If it's West Texas, javelina. If it's East, it's yeah. going to be pig. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> where I was, but their whole thing was like 
they would hunt these, but he would go on like foot with a knife. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, them. you could do it. So, if you're good enough, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because they're not that big. Yeah. The biggest one is like a little smaller than this table, maybe. Oh. Like lengthwise. Oh, And that's yeah. that's a big boy. I'd say like three quarters of the oh, size. Oh, so they are kind of small. Yeah. And we're sitting at like a huh. four foot table. It's like yeah. shooting Womp Rats in my T-16. What do we think about the new Star Wars? Are we fans? Uh, I saw The Force Awakens and I hated it and I haven't seen any of the rest. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Art, and I feel like Art, we do owe Andy an apology. He'll bring it up. Art uh, burned me down for disliking The Force Awakens, uh, told me how wrong I was and what a nuanced and tremendous villain Kylo Ren was. When I think I, Kylo Ren was interesting. When I said, But then the second one came out, and I was, but to my credit, I also said, let's see what they do with the second one. Yeah. Because obviously they just copied A New Hope. And I was like, okay, they're rebooting it. Yeah. That's fine. They need to, they need to do something. They took the safe route. Let's see what they do with the, the second one. The second one, route. yeah, and the second one ended <laughs> yeah. up being a pile of trash. I haven't seen it, but people from what that I've like heard, the first, the uh, last Jedi, I truly question their taste <laughs> in anything. Yeah, I'm like, are you that like Stockholm syndrome over this franchise? Well, like, people love that. I, I just don't really give a shit about Star Wars. Oh, to be honest with okay. you, do you, Andy? I like it. I just think that I, it's also like it's a kids movie. At the end of the day, like it's meant to sell toys. It's, it's, and it's, because Empire is a fantastic, as an adult, I love that movie. Empire is, yeah, they don't make a mo- great movie. They yeah. don't make fun, they don't make fun movies for the whole family. They don't like have that anymore. the balls. No, they, th- it's only for the family. They don't have balls to make movies that kids can like, but adults will like, right. will like it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's totally, it's just meant to sell toys. That's yeah. why they have so many fucking stupid characters. Cutie, cutie guys and Ewoks. And it's for like little, like the, you know, the little kid who goes, who wants to dress up like Ray. I think it was so, so stupid that when Disney bought it, there's already this existing lush universe of basically fan fiction that became christened, that got the hominus dominus from yeah. LucasArts. They had this whole lush there like was books, universe, video games, uh, of, comics, yeah. um, Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, video that's games. all yeah. totally invalidated now. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. Disney put Disney the kibosh had, on all of that. They can pick whatever. They make their own stuff. I just think it's so like so stupid. But I. It's, it's because it's the money thing. I thought Rogue One was stupid. I A lot liked, of people say they it. like Rogue One. My problem with Rogue One is they were super on the fence about it. Do you want? Do you want a grisly uh, Saving Private Ryan set in the Star Wars universe, or do you want fun uh, Ocean's Eleven heist movie? Which is it? Because they couldn't go full Ryan. They could. <laughs> you can't go full Ryan, man. But like, this is a kids movie, and spoiler alert: everyone dies. Yeah, it's so fucking depressing. That's that. It's it's not a kids movie then. It's Empire. Then kind go of- then go fun heist movie with all the fun different characters. You got you got the blind monk guy. You got uh, main character girl who's like a smuggler and you got, you know, I think, that, I think they did as best of a job they could with Disney being there. It, Disney ruins it because Don't toy the line pick, pick a side, quit taking the safe route. They made it better than like by going that like saving private Ryan route, as opposed to just making it a heist movie. I feel Disney would, wouldn't allow that because they're trying to sell it to international audiences. That's the big thing is they're always trying to sell these movies to international audiences. So they got to take shit out. Yep. We can't have fun shit anymore. Yeah. And honestly, I'm more of a TV guy anyway. I've always been a TV guy and specifically cartoons. Mm. I like cartoons way more than anything. Movies are like a. I love going to the movie theater. I hate it. I love eating popcorn. That popcorn that was made 
in another country and <laughs> taken on was, popcorn was food was shipped to the theater in a plastic bag. There goes our sponsorship with big popcorn. <laughs> Wait, this is a big big popcorn podcast. Yeah, this is oh, yeah, Mr. Bunger's Conspiracy Time podcast brought to you by Big Popcorn. Big popcorn. <laughs> I like it when you call me Big Popcorn. <laughs> um Andy, you you really to bring it back, you really <clears throat> um you really enjoyed the history aspect of this topic. Oh, uh, this not? I had never heard of the camel core before. Yeah. And I like you, Art. I feel the same way. This seems like for the time, what a great idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is a problem with horses and mules, right? You get them into the desert, there's no water. What do you do? Right. Yeah. You had this. You got to have like horses yeah. ready to go to take the place of the horses that die. We had all Camels? this new land. We were, they were exploring and stuff. And, um, Stealing, but you know, and also exploring. Well, yeah. But uh well, yeah, if you, you steal you something, to... you still have to get familiar with it after you steal <laughs> yeah, that's it. True. Absolutely. That's true. When so you they, steal they a had... man's woman, you have to get familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy, you rogue. <laughs> There's only one rogue. <laughs> Jimmy is the rogue. Rogue uh, one. <laughs> and I travel solo. <laughs> solo, you can't hear him. You could say I'm a last Jedi. <laughs> That just needs the Jimmy force to Rogue awaken. Juan. <laughs> I am Rogue One. Rogue Juan. Rogue Juan. <laughs> I'm the real Juan. Hey, Narcos, get at this guy. Yes. yes. Hire me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, they had this problem and, and camels were obviously the beast to solve it. I mean, um, I, I, Jimmy, you have a lot of experience with the Arizona desert. I can't imagine how fucking harsh it is. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think I've ever been out west. I've okay. been to the Grand Canyon, but I haven't really been to the desert. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. I got. Uh, I've been to the. I've I've been to Las Las Vegas, as okay. Andy says, and I got um, I got sunsick my first day there. Okay, I was a little kid, and I spent the whole trip in the hotel throwing up. Damn. So I did not treat the desert with kindness. I did not drink enough water. Mm. That 110 degree heat. You got to respect the desert. You got to respect yeah, the desert. You do. And I can't imagine how fucking tough it had to be to survive out there in 1855. Yeah. And it gets cold at night. It gets yeah. cold at night and it's hot during the day. Yeah. Um, some of the research was was, uh, was talked about how specifically well suited camels are for this environment because their body temperature fluctuates like a huge amount, yeah. Uh, which is how they're able to store so much water is because they perspire very little. Yeah. Uh, you know, a human being, we have to stay within a few degrees of ninety-eight, uh, and if you get much above that, you start sweating, and if you get much below that, you're like getting sick. Yeah, you're you like shivering, nipples. and yeah, your nipples are hard. Uh, these camels, I think it was like the the body temperature can fluctuate from like ninety-three to over a hundred. And that's yeah. just like during the day, that's just naturally mm. how they fluctuate. So they do very little perspiring. Yeah. Their so humps they, store fat. Right. And not water. Not water. That's a myth. Yeah. There's apparently also a myth that uh, the camel has an extra stomach that stores water. Interesting. Oh, but that's not true. Oh. Uh, there's maybe some water that lines the area around. There's like fluid that lines some mm. of those uh, organs. But it's all just, they have no additional water storage capabilities. They just you guys ever met a have camel? wild fluctuating temperatures. You've met a camel? Yeah, no. I've, I've ridden them at like circuses and fairs. Wow. What was that like, Jimmy? 
it, it's not exciting because they don't they they're not allowed to move fast. Uh-huh. And I, from an early age, I'd been told a story by my dad that my grandpa, who fought in World War Two, he was uh, stationed in North Africa and then eventually Europe. But in North Africa, they one day were presented with like camels to like just to like go ride them around, maybe to do like some reconnaissance or whatever. I think they just had camels around the base. So he was like given a camel for the day and he like walks up to this thing, my grandpa and it spits in his face, like a large (laughs) amount of spit. Yeah. And so apparently my grandpa punched it in the face. (laughs) And then from there they were like, cool. The camel's like, all right, I can't get away with this, with this this, this little thing, human, the camel and, respected your grandfather. <laughs> so like from that, like I heard that story when I was like three or four and I was like, man, I just don't like camels. And so that's kind of the first thing you always learn when you learn about camels is that they spit. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Art, how do you feel about Jimmy's grandfather being in North Africa fighting your, your people, <laughs> the Italians, the no, Italian fascists, <laughs> your people not spanking people. them, not just fighting. Them, spank- <laughs> yeah. Literally the Italians were the most embarrassing thing about world war two. Hey now. I, I, they lost to the Greeks in the 40s. My God. We're lovers, not but. fighters. We're lovers. We never wanted to really be a part of it anyway. Yeah, that's a... Uh, we just wanted to do a little bit of fascism. Just wear a little just bit a of... smooch. Just smooch And then we fascism. wanted to go hang back and I drink like wine. I like wearing black shirts when I go out. <laughs> I'm not a fascist. <laughs> it's a Saturday night. <laughs> um, what would you guys do you're out in the desert and you're camping. Okay. You see I would probably just, you know, fire up a little campfire, cook up some beans. Just some beans. That's it. Yeah. Cowboy beans. Yeah. You're going to have dry beans. You got to have a little bit of water and pintos. Yeah. Pintos. Delicious. Yeah. Get so creamy when you cook them. A mm-hmm. little starch, bit, starch, a little bit of, of salted pork. Yeah. You got a ham hock. Toss that in. Okay, but couple, then the red ghost, bones. you see the red ghost. It's You got to be careful because you're, if this is happening in a desert, unless you're like in the, like in, in a forest in Arizona, but you got to remember there's cacti everywhere. So you can't just like, oh, you, you know, it's like, you're going to be tripping over like a short barrel cactus. So like, Interesting. you probably just got to like stay put. Otherwise you're going to wow. get fucked up. So you hunker down. You say, let that red ghost come to me. Well, let's face it. You're in the desert. This is the... Was, is this today or is this sure. in the eight the nineteenth century? It's I mean, two thousand fourteen. Okay, two thousand fourteen. <laughs> Very transport myself. Oba- back there. Obama's America still. <laughs> you're not on edge. So Safe you're out in the desert. Everywhere. Let's face it. You're in the Arizona desert. You're probably armed, right? Absolutely. Most, in Arizona, nobody... DMX moved to Arizona because you can carry right, right. openly, <laughs> publicly carry a, a firearm. Yeah. He said, well, "This it's kind of like California, but I can carry a gun everywhere. Why wouldn't I live here? Yeah. Can and you it's carry cheaper. a sword? I'm sure. You can in Texas. I'm sure you can carry a sword. Who would call you on it is the thing. <laughs> hey, you can't have that sword in here. <laughs> I'd be a guy. I'd be the no, fucking, no. It's just a sword-shaped holster for my gun. <laughs> my gun sword. No swords, no shoes, no pants. <laughs> that's. Hey, I'm pretty sure that's the motto. Of Texas. All right, but like for the sake of this. All right, fine, fine. You're Let's, armed. You're armed. You're armed. Okay, yeah. fine. Everyone has a gun in Arizona. Let's you, say you got a little like well, I don't know, like a little twenty-two fucking just like safety rifle, something like yeah. that. So okay. you shoot your buddies for fun? Yeah, something you can shoot your buddies with for fun. 22, man? Speaking of, I don't know. Speaking of Dick Cheney, shooting your buddies for you fun. You can shoot me right now with a 22. I don't care. 
<laughs> Jimmy, I'm not going to shoot you again with a 22. <laughs> Jimmy, we put the 22 away for the day. <laughs> We're not going to shoot you anymore. I got two butt cheeks for a reason. Let's go. <laughs> Get the other one. Yeah, you're armed in the desert. Okay. Yeah, I I mean... You absolutely light it up. If right. You're armed, you, you are going to shoot the red the red ghost. If something's coming at me in the middle of the night, yes. I mean, if you're in the desert, wow. you're in the desert, you've got to think art. I mean, could look, be impervious to bullets. Look, you're a city boy. Jimmy and I are from the country. Okay. Uh, when it gets dark, where there's no streetlights, it gets dark. I Yeah, I understand that. I mean, you can't see your hand in front of your face if the clouds are in the sky. You just got to go. You, I mean, you don't know what it is. What good could come from something approaching you in the middle of the night? If it's if it's a person, the person's going to say, hey, yeah, I'm coming to your camp. Yeah. But if uh, something Hello, else. Hello, the ship. We just uh, <laughs> we just said it. You, you, We can't fight a wolf. We can't win. I can't beat a wolf. Yeah. Okay. So I got to shoot it. I don't know. It might be a wolf. Let alone a red ghost. Let alone. With uh, its glowing eyes. Let and... alone something two feet taller than a horse. Yeah. That reeks. <laughs> That smells and like a decay. And you know, it's going. <laughs> That's terrifying. That's whatever. actually very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, listeners. Who there? <laughs> I'm going somewhere. Seriously, fucking stop. Seriously, fucking cool it. Chill out, man. I, I'm getting <laughs> fucking pissed off. Uh, listeners, it only took 30 episodes, but we finally heard Andy's orgasm noise. <laughs> oh. I'm going to, I don't know. I, I I think there's like, it's a red ghost. We don't know. could be some ethereal ghostly being. You shoot it. You start making it angry. Maybe you just let it if trample I'm, your camp. If I'm seeing something ethereal, then it's too late. I might as well upset it. I agree with, <laughs> I agree with Jimmy. What do you have to lose? Yeah, I have not called you to be in my realm. So you're clearly invading my space. <laughs> You fuck. So you're what, getting shot. What is the? What would the red ghost do for you? That's positive. Yeah, we have no experience where somebody was like, "Oh, I was visited by the red ghost, but I didn't piss it off, so it gave me a hundred dollar bill yeah. and then disappeared into another dimension." You could tame the red ghost, and then now, now you're the new rider. You're the red ghost rider, dude. I would do that in a heartbeat. What? Shoot yeah, I would become the red ghost rider if mm. that was like an undead skeleton riding a yeah, camel. For sure. The, that reminds me of the song Ghost Riders in the Sky. Have you heard that old uh, Western song? No. Ghost Riders in the Sky. Johnny Cash did a cover of it. Anyways, okay. it was written by a guy from Arizona, Stan Winston. Huh. Okay. Wow. Um, what was it? Oh, do you guys know the the story behind the specific red ghost, though? Um, <clears throat> what do you mean? So, uh, yeah, uh, tell us. Allegedly, some of these camels were being used by the 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 engineers or the soldiers, whatever in the army. And, uh, they got into like a skirmish with a bunch of like Navajo, uh, fighters. And then, so that, okay. yeah, that one, I think we did say that what the, that specific camel, uh, oh. the guy got killed. And so he was still like strapped into the camel or like right. the ropes got tied up and the camel just fucked camel off. got scared and they tried to they catch the camel, but it took off. And so like days later, these guys were like, there, the, I, I'd, I'd never heard the, the Eagle Creek story, mm-hmm. but I'd heard in like northern Arizona, this guy was like mining for gold or something. And it like he it said it came up to him like during the day and he like couldn't make out really what it was. Yeah. I, don't know. I also I was also reading that they uh, they felt like they found the body of the red ghost, the mm-hmm. camel, uh, where it was like it had all these uh, rawhide straps. Yes. Like just 
crisscrossing its body. Yeah. And like the straps had been on so long, they were like dug into the flesh. So this was like, that's a hardy motherfucker. This was a, this was, this was an undoubtedly extremely pissed off camel because it was (laughs) in pain constantly. Yeah. It's like, uh, I follow a lot of hunting Instagram accounts and they'll like take photos of like a goat or something that they kill. And sometimes, like, these goats are born with, like, their horns, like, big horn sheep, that the, the ones that curl back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're deformed, so they grow into their body. So, Jesus like, Christ. It's in their skull, so they're, like, it comes out their eye and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, man, so, that yeah. is fucked up. And they just lives like that for 18 years. This is how I am. <laughs> my yeah, horn like, grew through my skull and popped my eye out one day. What is it? There's, like, there's like some breed of, like, wild boar where it's, like, the tusks just shoot through the upper yeah. lip. Like, that's just... And that's every animal. It's got to come through. Like the it mouth. just punctures the up. <laughs> like these, it's no wonder they're mad. Yeah. Like their whole existence is pain. Like what a terrible evolution. Well, and that's why I've started a charity for uh, orthodontists for pigs. That's very good. I want to nice. put uh, braces on pigs. I want to talk about a little bit the the writer though. I you talk know, about- Jimmy, you mentioned like this guy probably got killed mm-hmm. in a skirmish. What if um <clears throat> what about the possibility that was suggested in some of the research that um this was this camel was um you know outside of the scope of the camel corps. This is after the corps has been disbanded. Some some nefarious person uh maybe purchased this camel at auction or came into possession of it through some other means. And uh, maybe this person was an enemy of the owner of the camel Mm. and they strapped him to the back of it and then just set the camel loose. I do like that much. And so the guy just died of thirst atop this camel. That's, that's an incredible revenge tale. Like we're going to strap you into this beast. Good luck. It's like burying them with fire ants around or something. Like, let yeah. the ants just eat your head. Right. Yeah. I would love to do that to or someone. Or like the end of uh, True Detective Season 2 where they just No drop- spoilers! <laughs> I haven't started Season 1. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jimmy, you got to get fucking caught up. Also, Breaking Bad, I'm halfway through Season 4 as of 10 years ago. <laughs> no spoilers for Breaking Bad. No spoilers or the other. Okay. The, well, never mind. The Sal one. Or Saul. Better call Saul. Better call Sal. Um... Anyway, it's about arts people too. Better call Sal, huh? You better oh, call Sal. Oh, he's got that good guy go. Hey, yo, how's it going? You want a red camel? Come hey. on, I'm not trying to get involved in the World War II, huh? <laughs> um, boy, that's got to be a fucking sight. This, this battle-scarred, pissed-off fucking red fur camel, probably bleeding, uh... On its back is a decaying body that is just being pecked at by, like, vultures and birds and shit. <laughs> and it's just charging at you with the fury of a thousand fucking generations of uh, slaughtered beasts of birds. I mean, how tall are these dromedaries? Are we talking... I mean, these are, like, eight feet They're well tall, over six right? feet tall. Yeah, they're... Yeah. It's, like, it's like eight feet I tall. I think they're, like, eight feet tall. And then the humps are probably, like, nine or ten feet. Yeah. They're Huge really, really... T- you need a ladder to get on a camel. They, There's yeah. no yeah. other way. Or, or they, they, have to, to, they have to kneel down, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can even get close. Yeah, and then you gotta convince it to kneel down in right. the first place. Dude, that always fucking, like... Who's the first dude who's just like, I'm going to ride that fucking that, thing. That thing's mine. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> know what? On it. And think about this. Camels have been domesticated for like thousands of years. Domesticated. Like well, they're, they're domestic. Like there are no, there are no wild camels anywhere. They're all domestic. What? 
Yeah, they're dom- it's a completely domesticated animal. There aren't any wild camels. That's what the, that's what wild the- wild camels couldn't drag me away. Uh, that's what this camel would have had such a hard time because they aren't accustomed. Camels are not used to like foraging and uh, what? subsisting on their own. There has to be wild camels. It's a domestic. It's like it's like cattle or bison. Bison are. I th- I think like ninety percent of bison are all uh, farm like private owned. I love yeah, bison yeah, now. What a great there's animal. not a lot of public land like. Don't you wild. just love yeah. a bison? You ever been around one of those? Oh, they're they're incredible. That's the thing. I've been around a bison, and they're not necessarily very tall, but they're fucking massive. Yeah, I would be if I fucking they're massive cute. Animals. They're cuties. Yeah, but like I can't imagine the fear that a charging camel would fucking. Str- You've never seen one before. You see this. Weird knobby like mutant horse thing with these big ass knees. Ugly. He's fucking yeah. Ugly. Top ten ugliest animals. <laughs> and they sort of oh, like absolutely. They sort of like ugly freshman fifteen horse. They sort of they sort of flop like when they're yeah. running. It's like the, it's like the cock, feet are like it's a flopping. cock with humps <laughs> and skinny legs. Uncircumcised. Yeah, it's uncircumcised, uncircumcised white yeah. penis in my face. I feel like I'm back in college. Get out of here. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all had that experience. Oh, Uh, wow. Top 10 ugliest animals. Jesus. Absolutely. Also, to your point of uh, the revenge story, putting a guy, I can't think of anything scarier of like a lot, like maybe an Italian guy that's still alive strapped to a camel. You don't understand his Italian language and he's screaming at you. (laughs) In the middle of the night, I'd be like, get out of here. (laughs) It is a ghost. It's a a demonic creature. He's like, no, I'm from Italy. (laughs) Mamma mia. (laughs) Wearing a tracksuit. Yeah. It would be really horrifying, but I mean, it's incredible that the red ghost is not the mascot for a metal band from Arizona. For a metal band? Yeah. Mm. A camel with a decaying body mm-hmm. strapped to its That's back. pretty fuck. Like, top 10, like, metal cryptid ghost stories. Red Ghost is up there. Like, you see yeah. some of these images for the Red Ghost. Yeah. It looks like a fucking metal album cover. You know what? Bigfoot can go to hell. The Red <laughs> Ghost is freaking awesome. Red Ghost is in, in charge now. What's uh, What I was thinking about with Jefferson Davis is that... <clears throat> Go on. Um, <laughs> well, being the, we know you spend a lot of time thinking about Jefferson Davis <laughs> when I'm angrily masturbating in my lair. Um, <laughs> man, that MLK was a troublemaker. <laughs> oh, oh boy. I'm oh boy. kidding. I'm Mexican. I can joke with that line. <laughs> I can I can take a step and then jump back. Um, <laughs> well, Jefferson Davis being the president of the CSA because uh, the Western. Mo- uh, I love like random history stuff. Uh, being a history major, um, the westernmost Civil War battle site was in Arizona at Picacho Peak. Oh, so I wonder if like Jefferson Davis, is like, hey, remember that old Camel Project we did? What if we? It's <laughs> <laughs> like a last ditch yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like during the Civil War, and just like all these camels. What up. happened to Picacho Peak? It was, I think, it was like three hundred, like two hundred guys. Wow. Uh, on each side, that just had a. They were like, hey, let's meet here, because like Tucson was. The capital of Arizona, the territory at the time, and then the Confederates took over, so Arizona was part oh. of the the, the CSA. Because our Jimmy and I know this because we know things, but you don't know this. Territories mm. in the U.S. got free will to decide whether or not they had slavery. 
and it was just determined by the territorial government. Right. They, when, when they were being... When they were admitted into statehood right, is like when... you get to pick. They didn't get to choose then. So yeah. Arizona never had to, like... You know, that was the problem with Kansas and Nebraska, mm-hmm. is that they split one for one. Yeah. And right. it caused all those... Helped like, start it all. Yeah. And that is what... Yeah, that is why the Camel Corpse probably fell apart, is because they were sitting around <laughs> debating that, and... Nobody gave a shit about the camel corps. I think people make a big emphasis on states' rights and slavery, but I feel like the North was just upset with the use of camels in Arizona. <laughs> and that's primarily started this whole one of the bigger issues that's gone tussle. unnoticed. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of history, I want to just oh, point okay. out one thing. You know, before we get was, to our verdicts, this was we, on, let's, on let's Franklin. This was on Franklin Pierce's watch as president and. Uh, somewhat of a forgotten president, I think we sure. can all agree. Uh, a troubled alcoholic man, um, but with a the Democrats actually came up with what I think is a clever slogan for him. Um, you'll of course remember the twelfth uh, president of the United States, uh, James K. Polk. Um, so the uh, the Democrats came up with this slogan for Pierce's campaign: "We polked you in '44." We shall pierce you in 52. That's good. That's a good one. That's when they were on the right. The Democrats? Yeah, for non-US listeners, yeah. when you go back that far, the names are there's a lot of, there was a lot of different party names they switched. and this, iter- this yeah. iteration of the Democrats would have been like Democrats were typically like southern like, uh yeah. like like slavery apologists, Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pierce, I think, was from the Northeast, actually. So Ugh. he would have he would have run on a Democratic ticket, but he would have been Northeast in Attitude. order to like get the votes in that part of the country, which probably would have mostly otherwise gone Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other points of the story that you gentlemen want to bring up before we get? If to I'm some not verdicts? mistaken, Pierce's son died in a train crash, which encouraged his alcoholism. If you were That'll an alcoholic in the 19th century. I would assume you were a Mormon or just a problem. <laughs> You'd have to be a, a drunk. Yeah, everyone drank whiskey constantly. Yeah. Like it was like all you drink because like probably water wasn't safe to drink in some mm. situations. So at least you had alcohol. My final verdict is. Well, hang on, Jim. Oh, oh, well, final thought. Well, no, no, no. Our final verdicts, there's a process to it. Oh, okay. There's a process to it. <clears throat> uh, we can, listen, well, listen, I, Jimmy, Jimmy, you, you start jumping ahead. Listeners are going to. Get real angry with us. They're gonna. Mr. Fair. Booker's gonna hurt us in some way. He's gonna punish us. We don't do things the way we always do them. Uh, got, I'm just saying. Any final thoughts about the story before we get to the verdicts? Final thought on the story. Uh, just a random thing that I told Annie on the way here. Uh, in outside of Coolidge, which is a small farming town in between Tucson and Phoenix, there's a mountain that has okay. a camel statue at the top for the Camel Corps. So wow. I say, in a year, we all get together. <laughs> And record a sequel to this. Hell yeah. Atop the mountain. Mr. Bunker live. Looking for. Yeah. Looking for the red gun live. Looking for the red. I love it. I would love to do it one day. By the way, Franklin Pierce, three children, all of them died in childhood. One in infancy, one of uh, disease as a child, and the other in a train crash. What's worse, that or Teddy Roosevelt's mother and wife dying on the same day? Hmm. Maybe the kids were loud and annoying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe he's like fuck maybe at least Teddy ho- Roosevelt's wife and mother I mean, the house is quiet I can do what I want I can write that book um, I think the children would be worse yeah as a father okay you know your mother's gonna die eventually yeah you have to deal with that you could you, get a hotter wife yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Can't get hotter kids. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I did, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I guess yeah, kids would be worse. Yeah, that's my that's my verdict. Yeah. Alrighty. So uh let's let's get to our final uh No, I what? go back. No. I go I go back. You want hot kids? Yeah, give me the hot kids. <laughs> Jimmy one second. All right. Let's let's give our final verse. Uh Jimmy, uh, so this is this is kind of how it works is we will we will sum up our final thoughts on this story and whether we think it's plausible. Uh, I'm going to show you an image. This is the bunker scale. Mm, this is the oh. scale that Andy and I use to determine the plausibility of a topic. Now, uh, in, in this, this created by our friend Justin Link. Justin Link that, that's right. Fantastic photographer and videographer. Uh Google him or go to justinlink.com. Um, now plausibility goes in both ways. So you can say case closed. It's not true at all. You don't think anything about the story is true. It's totally fabricated or case closed. It is true. Um, or you can go plausible plus plausible. Andy and I will go first and you'll get a little bit of an idea on how this works. Uh, Andy, why don't you start? All right, I'll go first. Um, so in the case of the red ghost of Arizona, um, I guess, you know, there's a few different things we could consider. I mean, what what was the red ghost? Uh was it a camel? What was the the status of the person? Uh this decaying body allegedly that's on the back, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I think I'm just gonna go simple and sweet, uh, and just give one verdict on the whole thing, and I'm gonna give it a case closed. Wow. I'm going to say case closed. The Red Ghost of Arizona was a uh, a wayward camel from the Camel Corps with a body strapped to its back. Okay. The status of that body, who knows? So you're saying that it's, there's no paranormal aspect to it. I don't think it. it's paranormal right. at all. I think all of the behavior of the Red Ghost is totally in keeping with a camel. Okay. Uh, Scared, confused. And it just happens to have the extremely metal uh coincidence of having a <laughs> decaying body strapped to its back for for who knows what reason um okay. i think it's a lot like the uh the flatwoods monster honestly the flatwoods monster is a barn owl okay the red ghost is a camel mm. okay this is a tough one because uh where the flatwoods monster was described as this alien creature in in reality, we thought it was a uh, barn owl. This is a uh, this is a creature that exists, but it's like some kind of weird beast or being that we don't understand. So I, I feel like I don't feel like I can give it case closed that it's not true. I feel like I have to give it case closed. It's confirmed because hmm. it is a camel. That did have a dead body on its back. I believe that to be true. And okay. I believe that it did all the things that these stories say it did. Now, do I think it's impervious to bullets? No. Do I think that it killed a grizzly bear? Maybe. Maybe we should talk about that. If we think a camel could kill a grizzly bear. I don't know. I, I feel like this is a weird... Like, I can't give it any kind of plausibility because I do believe it was a camel. Mm. I do believe that a camel attacked and trampled a woman fetching a pail of water as the nursery rhyme goes. Mm. Yeah. Jack and Jill went up the hill and got trampled I, by a camel. <laughs> Jack fell down 
and a camel trampled his ass. Jack Jack got attached to the camel's back and his decaying body rode it forever. <laughs> so I like it. I feel like just because we don't have a lot of case confirmed, I'm going to give it a case confirmed. You know what? Okay, I'm going to change my verdict. I'm going to agree with you because yeah. I feel exactly the same. Let's do it. I know I guess I guess I guess my feeling was that people were saying this was some sort of demonic being, right. not necessarily just a camel. You know what? I think that thing has enough hate in its heart that it is a demonic being. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. I won't go that far. It's an animal of it's, God. It's a regular pissed off. This animal. is not a holy coyote. No, this is no holy coyote. This is no demon wolf. This is just a regular pissed off, poorly treated, unaccustomed to having to survive in on its own camel. Oh, jeez. All right, Jimmy. Uh, go ahead. If you'd like to look at the bunker scale in case you want to give it some kind of rating. For some inspiration. Of plausibility. You can say it's plausible plus, plausible plus, plus. Case closed? Highly plausible. Yeah, you can call this case confirmed, though. Okay. Or you can say plausible minus. Plausible. Case closed means I think it's demonic. Case closed means you don't believe it at all. Oh. Case confirmed means. Okay. So I guess in this, I guess in this case, if we're saying case confirmed is that it's a camel, case closed would mean you think it's totally paranormal. Okay. Sure. I, I thought of one story, very short. Okay. Uh, that I forgot to bring up. But, Go ahead. Uh, we, when, we're we're going to do some fun stuff after the verdicts. As okay. Well. Uh, while I was working in logistics with uh, at, at Coyote, so like truck driving and stuff like that, like okay. dispatching truck drivers and whatnot. I had one guy who was from Ethiopia and he would refuse to drive his truck through Arizona because he said one night he was driving through the desert and he saw these weird things in the distance on the road. And I was like, what are you talking about? So with that case closed, it's a demon. <laughs> Whoa! There we go. Wow. We ran the gamut today. Yeah. Wow. We went both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Here. That, that's a I first. guess that's not the gamut. It's just a complete opposite. Ah. Polarities. I think the camel, the alleged camel was something sent from hell. Wow. To to punish the the, the cowboys who mistreated. The white men. <laughs> from, the white men. From the Midwest. Yeah. That came to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But undoubtedly, these people were probably not native Arizonans. No. These it, were transplants. If you look at any cowboy, you like on their Wikipedia, like born, like Buffalo Bill, Wyatt Earp, they're all like Kansas, Missouri, Illinois yeah. boys. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, listeners, that was our verdict of the Red Ghost of Arizona. Uh, let us know what you think. You know, tweet at us at Mr. Bunker Pod. Uh, use the hashtag. Believe uh, Hobbits. Use the hashtag Believe, Believe Hobbits. Hobbits. Yep. And use the hashtag uh, Red Red Rocket Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... Okay, Red Rocket Ghost. Red Rocket. Yum. Yum. Uh, let us know what you think. Email us at MrBunkerPod at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs at Mr. Bunker Pod on Instagram. Um, and, you know, if you want to suggest a topic for us to research on the show, just like Jimmy did, um, you can email us or tweet at us, and we will look into it. So now that brings us to a regular segment, Jimmy. We're going to have a little fun. We're going to do a little make ups I got a question, and I want to see what you two come up with. Andy? Okay. okay. My I'd love to hear is, your question. So, if you could import an animal that is not native to America and turn it into a cryptid ghost, and and you can embellish as much as you want, what's what's this what's this ghost story? Why does it exist? What animal would you pick, and why? Mm. 
I struggle a lot with this question. Okay, you struggle with a lot of things. Yeah, like putting my pants on. Uh, <laughs> I struggle a lot with this question. Um, because if you... All right, the Red Ghost. Camels were not well known, likely, in the USA at the time. Okay. Uh, again, people didn't have zoo books. Uh, they didn't have zoos, uh, like, widely available. Mm-hmm. Um so a camel was probably pretty exotic, uh, and I think that's kind of the 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 crux for a cryptid is it's got to be something people aren't familiar with. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there also I think needs to be some sort of a a fear element to it. Otherwise, people won't care as much. Sure, like if it's a cuddly cryptid, like a red panda. Yeah, people. No one's scared of the red panda people, ghost. This wouldn't. This wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. This wouldn't like Im- impact people the same way that terror will. Like a charging camel that could trample you to mm. death. That's scary. Okay. Um, Bigfoot, a giant ape that can hurl boulders. That's scary. Okay. Um, so I, I did. I, I'm thinking like, you know, what would it be? Maybe you pick like a humongous animal, right, and bring it here. That's not normal. Mm. But I don't think that the. I think that the humongous animals are too well known. Like if you brought a rhinoceros, to the uh, United States rhinoceri are like also noted for their poor temperament okay, because of their poor senses. But people know what a rhinoceros is. Everyone's going to be like, Oh, that's what the hell's a rhinoceros doing here. And that would be scary, but it wouldn't be a cryptid. Well, people would be like the rhinoceros of Oak park. Uh, and so I thought maybe a hippopotamus cause they're, mm. they, they were known to murder humans. They have a they murder more humans than bees do, I think. Yeah. They only the only they take a backseat to mosquitoes. Mm. Uh but again, everybody knows what a hippo is. Yeah. So I thought about it some more. And I think that if I was gonna make anything encrypted, I'm gonna pick something that's a little more obscure. Mm. Uh a little more uh frightening for people. Um so what I'm thinking is uh a Kalugo. I would bring a Kalugo to the United States. That's like a Indonesian jungle cat, if I'm not mistaken. This is like a flying squirrel type oh. animal. It's a gliding mammal from Southeast Asia. Like a sugar glider or something? And yeah. they they look weird. Uh, they fly through the air. They okay. hang from the trees. Okay. So it's kind of like a bat, but it glides, so it's got those weird skin. It's got that silent gliding they're very creepy andy this is a good pick they have big bug-like eyes and a creepy little face uh my second pick odd my second my second looks like a mothman runner-up choice just because i think that it's it's maybe not as i think the i think the gliding aspect makes it creepier because if that thing swoops down yeah on you in the night that's gonna be terrifying as you're babysitting right exactly if there's a kalugo in your attic Babysitting a couple of sexy kids. <laughs> sexy. You having a little Kalua and a Kalugo comes and fucking starts attacking you. Yeah. you know what I'm but runner up would be the I I. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Which is a which is a uh, a primate uh, a a a nocturnal lemur native to Madagascar. Mm. Uh, and they look creepy as hell. Now how do you spell I I? Oh yeah, I remember A Y E A Y E. And I they have basically. Oh, uh, they are—they're nocturnal. Uh, how they feed? They have like a long, thin middle finger, 
And what they do is they, they're like woodpeckers, basically. They drill into trees wow. and use that finger to like pull out um, like bugs. Yeah. Wow, Andy. These are two really fucking good picks. I got to admit. And it's the eyes. It's all in the eyes. They have very creepy lemur-like eyes, yeah. little beady pupils inside of big, uh, big giant nocturnal eyes. But I think if one of these things got loose in, in a suburban city or something, yeah. Yeah. people would be like, oh, fuck. And this would this start would a story. A, this would become a cryptid. I think the, especially if it started getting big in like areas with a, a big Latin American population, that the name of it would come full circle because <laughs> oh my God, the, the yeah. Mexican women would be running going, ay, ay. <laughs> it would become the ay, ay, ay. <laughs> My mom would be screaming, I, I. <laughs> yes, it is the I, I. Oh, my God, Andy. These are very good Those picks. Are creepy. These are good picks, Andy. So, so Andy's got the I and the Kalugo. Okay. Jimmy? I think I would go think? with something even smaller. And I don't think it would be necessarily a thing of fear. I think it would just be a little bit of uh, uncomfortability and just what is going on with this mischievous thing. So I think I'd go with the, uh, if my memory serves correctly, the African dwarf frog, if that is a real thing. Ooh, let's see. They're small. Oh, it is a thing. Okay. Okay. And I, I just imagine like, kind of like a Stephen King novel, like, oh, you take this thing home, it's in this little, mm. this little aquarium that you have, and then maybe you don't want it anymore, so you flush it down the toilet. <laughs> And then it comes do. back. Maybe it's now just like sitting on your table and you're like, oh. I just threw you in the fucking, into the system, into okay. the, the city's pipeline. Mm. And now you're back. I and, like And that. like maybe you kill it and maybe it comes back and maybe it's like. And it just like, it's like a plague. Like the, the yeah, frog it's just, plague. It's just one. They it's just, just one frog. Back. Oh, so uh, you want to turn it? You want to turn it into almost a uh, an invasive species? Yes, but just one. Just one. One really invasive. Maybe. But this species. is more. This is more like uh, like a Chucky doll sort of situations thing, where it's like yes, you keep trying to get rid of this yes. thing, and it will not leave your curse. Cursed, exactly. Wow. Maybe your daughter forgets her math book, so you go back home to get it, and as you're walking out, you just see it on the mantle, staring at you. Yeah, and then she comes over and she sees her stepbrother massaging his large penis. Who does? Oh, the frog. Yeah, the frog stepbrother. <laughs> Is the frog having sex with the stepbrother? Yeah, no, it's step it's uh, step sibling porn. Oh, okay. Which is very popular. Maybe as you maybe like your wine rack falls on top of you and as you're struggling to get out as the father, you just see the little frog like and the kitchen I like table. that, Jimmy. That's very see, Andy went like for a very creepy animal, but you went for like a creepy curse curse scenario. I like yeah, that a lot. Yeah, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Good, I, good spin uh, on it. I didn't do either of that. I just said a uh, Komodo dragon would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, from the island of Komodo. But an actual dragon, it can fly. Oh. oh. So you you're gonna import a creature that doesn't exist. Yeah, but I'm making it uh I, this is my cryptid. I could do whatever I want with it. Oh, you're going to... Oh. People say it. People say it flies. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Komodo dragons are uh, incredibly just like vicious, like impervious fucking hunters. Mm. You know? You got a little bit of Godzilla with them yeah. where they're just like, you know, these like ancient dinosaur creatures. They got this extremely venomous, disgusting saliva, giant claws, mm -hmm. giant... Mm -hmm mandibles and a really strong tail and they're super fast 
Their bites are toxic, not because they produce toxins, but because of the rotting flesh in their teeth. Yep. They just eat rotting <laughs> flesh. And you, you can die from awesome. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with a Komodo dragon. I don't know. I think a Komodo dragon just by itself would be terrifying. They are very big. Um, one of those things gets out of the zoo and just starts fucking going wild, mm-hmm. running train on some little fucking town. Could I export an animal? <laughs> yeah. Let's, what would sure. you, let's I, I would lay love on to, us. I would love to deport <laughs> Bigfoot to like Paris <laughs> and just show these Euro trash people what we have to deal with. <laughs> All these like cool hip fr- French Parisians. And then they got to deal with Bigfoot now in their city. Oh, uh, we should import the Yeti to the Pacific Northwest. Yes. And have it finally find this thing find bigfoot have the yeti find bigfoot yeah it takes like, let's work out a deal a with the yeti yeah exactly wow the yeti versus bigfoot and a camel versus the a- thriller in manila <laughs> yeti. what's the abominable snowman up to these days <laughs> <laughs> or the with skunk ape oh yeah the the skunk ape skunk ape it's a, a cajun one. bigfoot yeah i've heard of the skunk oh, ape. No, no, skunk ape <laughs> we got the skunk ape that's what, that's what I'm doing with Bigfoot. He's out skunk ape down 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 by. Oh, he wrestling gator. That's a sick voice that we'll get. you a big old boy. Got the tree meat bladder. That's not a, that's not a Bigfoot. That's a skunk ape. <laughs> oh, what is a skunk ape? <laughs> we got shrimp and shrimp and Bill over here. How do you how do you eat your uh, how do you eat your grits? Skunk ape. <laughs> I dig him a skunk ape style. <laughs> Are you going to fight for the North or the South? Skunk Ape. <laughs> I'm fighting for the Skunk Apes. <laughs> I'm with the Skunk Ape call. You ever heard of the Skunk Ape call? This is my uh, Ed Orgeron impression. <laughs> yeah, we played a pretty good game last week. We played it like the Skunk Ape would have done it. <laughs> I just got accepted to the University of Skunk Ape. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> let's get high. Let's do some skunk ape. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, I think I think that's all. I think we we ran the gambit. We closed the book here on the Red Ghost. Um, yeah, we there... closed the book in two separate directions. That's mm-hmm. right. But there are no pages open. I like that. That feels like a quote from the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you it is? <laughs> um. Is there any other last words you two want to say about uh, this here story? Uh, to our listeners in Arizona, um, thank you for giving us the gift of Jimmy. Um, <laughs> thank you also for the gift of the Red Ghost. What a That's great right. story. Um, this is a, a tremendous cryptid, and I hope that we hear more about things like this in the future. Yeah. Great story. Um, Jimmy, is there anything you'd like to plug? I'd like to plug the state of Arizona. <laughs> Don't sleep on it. It is truly the greatest state in the union. Um, okay. <clears throat> check out uh, my podcast, Mornings with Rooster. <laughs> Great podcast. Um, Amy, uh, Jimmy uh, interviews a lot of up-and-coming Chicago comedians. Well, I try to do other stuff. I've had a few random... Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I got to uh, talk with Alan Dean Foster, who wrote the novelization of Star Wars, which was wow. cool. Wow. That's yeah. cool. I usually just go through comedians because that's who I know. Well, right. But, you know, a lot of interesting people you're talking to on Mornings with Rooster. And Thank you have another you. podcast as well. Yes. 86K, I do it with my buddy Robel. We pick a Wikipedia page and then mm-hmm. we do a deep dive click on it, talking shit and getting canceled. So <laughs> check those out. Yeah, Both great nice. shows. Jimmy and Robel are great. Um, well, Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us here in the bunker. Thank you, Thank Jimmy. you. Uh, hopefully we didn't mess up your 
Sunday by getting captured down here too much. Absolutely but. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, with a skunk ape. Well, I think that's only leaves one thing for the titular Mr. Bunker and for my Thonian co-host, Andy Hart. I'm Arthur Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Skunk ape. <laughs> You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.